0: Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today we're talking about one of the first things that has to be figured out before you start an acquisition process. Are we going to compete this thing or not? This episode is brought to you by Skyway Acquisition. Visit skywayacq.com to learn more. And let's get started. We've done quite a few podcasts where we talk about how the government buys.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, the, the good news is that there are many, many ways to, to get to that, to get the award. Um, it, it can be freeing to know how many options there are for the government to use. But there's the bad news is that there are also so many ways that can be overwhelming. And we talked about that in episode 329, the idea of overchoice, like just so many choices. Where do you go? Where do you start?
0: Before you even start, before that how is figured out, there's one big decision to make to compete or not
1: compete. That is the question.
0: <laughs> Let's stop and say thanks before we talk about why it isn't actually a, a decision.
1: Thanks this week goes to Christina Del Bove. And I apologize, Christina, if I mispronounced your name. Christina is a contract specialist at Hanscom Air Force Base up in the Boston, Massachusetts area. I want to thank Christina for engaging with our episodes on the Contracting Officer Podcast group on LinkedIn. When folks like Christina engage with our podcast, especially on our group on LinkedIn, it helps more people find the group on LinkedIn.
0: Thanks, Christina. We appreciate it. All right, what are we talking about today? We're talking about to compete or not compete. The, the customer has a need which means we have a requirement, we, the government, but how will the government buy
1: it? We talked about this concept of how, in, in a lot of podcasts in episode 118, which was the three deciders, we talked about the customer has the need, the economic decider has the money, and the contracting officer is responsible for the how. It's like, how do you take the economic deciders money and buy the thing the customer wants with it? That's the how, right? Um, in the acquisition time zones, In episode number three, uh, we talked about the requirement zone is the what, but the market research zone is the how. We're back to that how. And then in episode 222, which is the technical versus the business sale, the technical sale is the customer wants what you sell. The customer says, yes, I want this product or service. But the business sale is how. How does the government actually turn that customer's yes into an actual contract? So this idea of how is really important.
0: That's a lot of how. We got a requirement. (laughs) We have a requirement. How do we buy it? Before we think how are we are going to buy it, we have to make one determination to compete or to award sole source, to not compete.
1: There's a squirrely third choice where you can continue the work or extend the existing contract but you're only doing that because you're delaying the decision or the determination to either compete or not compete. So it comes back to that basic determination.
0: It's kicking the the kicking the can down the road strategy. If, if it's, if it's possible, but, but sooner or later, you got to decide if I'm going to buy this, do it. Is it a competition or can I award sole source? Once you've made that decision, it's like picking a train track. The train starts down a track. If you change your mind, You have to go back to the beginning and start over. The determination to compete or not compete charts the path and eliminates the other paths or or train tracks that you have available for this acquisition.
1: If the government decides to, if the government determines (laughs) to compete the contract, which is, that's the standard, right? Certain rules are going to kick in. For example, certified cost or pricing data are not required. Price analysis will be actually done through competition. The clear evaluation criteria will be required and stated because they can be challenged throughout the acquisition time zones. These basic elements of what you do when you compete a contract are all required.
0: You are going to some source selection process and have a solicitation with proposal preparation instructions and evaluation criteria and... And all that stuff.
1: It's all down that track. On the other track is if the government determines it's a sole source award. And we talked about what is a sole source award in episode 286, but now a different set of rules is gonna kick in. There's a whole section of the FAR that deals with this. It's FAR 6.3, which is other than full and open competition, otherwise known as the exceptions you can use to not compete contracts. And remember, this is a determination. You can't just decide that, hey, it's Tuesday, it's sole source day. It doesn't work that way. You actually have to determine and FAR 6.3 tells you how to do it and what you have to say in order to, to make something a soul source award, because now it's a different path.
0: It's funny you said what you have to say. FAR 6.3 provides a small set of exceptions that allow this path that you have to document. You can't just say, we're going to go soul source here. You have to actually write a determination.
1: Right. Yeah, all this stuff is easy in the abstract, right? <laughs> Back to that rule.
0: And the determination that you are going to award this on a sole source basis, you're going to do something other than full and open competition, drives the entire acquisition schedule and the the expense of it in terms of resources required to get to a contract award for both sides. Completely different processes on how you release a solicitation and negotiate a deal or how you release a solicitation and run a competition
1: A few minutes ago, we talked about the the squirrely third option where you can kick the can. If you're kicking the can, you're doing things like using an option to extend services or you're getting a sole source approach to extend an existing contract. You're effectively using a sole source strategy to continue a contract that you already have in place.
0: You have to have some type of authority to be able to do that. In our sole source episode, we talked about The fact that you you can't just decide I'm going to extend this because I don't have my act together and I'm not ready to compete yet. (laughs) There's a limited set of circumstances where, where that's allowable. If we're talking acquisition and execution time zones, you mentioned before this decision about the how occurs in the market research zone, right? You've decided on the requirement. You have a requirement. Now you decide, do we compete that requirement or are we able to do something other than full and open competition? And that depends on the suppliers that are available that you're discovering during the market research zone.
1: Yeah, that that determination is the initial determination you make in the market research zone that drives a whole lot of other things.
0: A whole bunch like, of other market research.
1: <laughs> exactly. What, what contract type you might use, whether it's multiple award, all that stuff is going to be driven by this. This decision to compete or not
0: on the execution time zone side, you're making the determination of whether to compete or not during the recompete zone. If you have a recurring requirement, if you have a services contract and the requirement for those services still exists when the current contract has reached its end or before it's reached its end, you have to decide, can I sole source to the current, to the incumbent contractor? or do I need to compete it? And as I mentioned, that drives two completely different approaches to awarding the next contract.
1: As a contracting officer, and a new requirement shows up, the customer says, I need you to buy this. The first decision I'm going to the first determination, (laughs) the first thing that goes through my head is, do I have to compete this? Or would it be sole source?
0: I like the way you said that. Do I have to compete this? Or can I go sole source? You always have to remember the government is staffed by real human people. Competing might be the right thing to do. You'll get a better price, have better technical solutions available. But people think, wow, that's a lot of work. And I could get this award done much more quickly if we do it sole source. And I can pick this source that I know and like, and then I can move on to the next big thing that I have to do. Right? That's a, that's a very human decision, which is contrary to what we what we often think that the government is magnanimous and wants to be fair and equal to everyone and get everyone a shot. Well, yes, in the big picture, that's true. That's what we want. But the people involved want to minimize the, the pain and hassle in, in getting to award. Right. So it, it is the first thought. Do I have to compete this or not? And I'll work harder to find a way to not compete it
1: if I can. If, and let me clarify, if that's the path of least resistance, if it's a commercial item and I know that I can just get three bids and pick the lowest one, that's the path of least resistance. I'm not going to try and soul source that. But to your point, I'm going to make that decision, but it is a far-based determination. And by the way, the difference between a decision is something you consider your options and then you pick one. A determination is something you actually document. The re- actually, I actually looked this up. A determination <laughs> is something that you do some research and document that determination. And that's what we're talking about here, right? So what I'm doing as a human is I'm taking the information that I have and I'm putting it into a, if it's a sole source, I'm putting it into a justification and approval to, to document my determination that this is a sole source.
0: Yeah, that's important. We've we kind of used those terms interchangeably, decision and determination or, or maybe not interchangeably, but we've used them both on this very podcast. And it's important to understand that it's not a decision to use other than full and open competition. It's not a decision to sole source. It's a determination based on the exceptions that are provided by the FAR. It's important for government folks to educate the the users, the customers, the folks with the requirement that We can't just decide to sole source. You can't just say, wow, it's a whole lot of work to run a competition. So we're not going to do that.
1: Yeah, that that sounds too hard. Let's not do that. It doesn't work that way.
0: Also remember government folks, you publish your determination to award to a sole source. It's public knowledge. So when you're talking path of least resistance, if you make up some crazy justification that just doesn't hold water, you got to publish it out there. And it could be a lot more work when everyone else says, boy, that's a load of crap.
1: And and during the market research, so this is what you're doing. We're justifying again. hence the term justification and approval, that justification of a sole source. You have to justify that publicly, or even, even if it's a smaller one doesn't actually go out to the whole world. If it's some more agencies or smaller acquisitions, you still have to justify it to an attorney. If to justify it to somebody else, this is a, this is a determination. This isn't just, hey, it's easier. Yeah.
0: If it's not justified, then you went to the trouble of doing the work to justify the sole source. It doesn't hold water. Now you have to do a competition. Now you've done them both. That's even more work. That is definitely not the path of least resistance.
1: It, and that's why it's so important for the contenting officer to educate the customer. And say, okay, it seems like it'd be easier to do this sole source, but because of the following eight, like you know, it's a commercial item, it's a professional service that lots of companies can do, et cetera, et cetera. Or if it's a product that's available on Amazon, it's really hard for me to make the example that this the only one that can solve this problem. And so educating your customer on what is involved to show that sometimes the, the sole source is not the pathway resistance. Yeah, we in fact, talked, most times for me, it wasn't.
0: We talked about the making the determination in the recompete zone just because you sole-sourced it last time doesn't mean that that's an option. It doesn't automatically mean that that's an option this time, right? Times have changed, technology changed. It may have been that only one company could deliver something that meets your requirements on the schedule when you need it last time. But now there could be three more companies that have caught up and are capable of doing that.
1: Yeah, think think of AWS getting the first cloud-based contract with the government. Because they they were first to market. They had it. Well, fast forward for 10 years. That's, <laughs> there's lots of companies that do that now. So it's a great example of technology changes, people changes, requirements evolve. You're right. So the sole source last year is not a justification for a sole source this year. If you're
0: on the industry side, you're thinking about that all the time. You're trying to shape the government's determination towards that sole source track, especially if you're the incumbent. But regardless, you're trying to convince the government you're the only one that can solve their problems. If there is an incumbent, if the government is leaning towards a making a sole source determination and you're not that sole source, <laughs> you're not that company, you're trying to shape the government away from that into an open competition. You're trying to convince the government that their, their sole source isn't really the sole source. No, I can do this job too. Or, hey, the way you've written that requirement doesn't really meet the way industry does this if you open up the requirement a little more you can have real competition and then you can get my great services at a lower price if you're the incumbent you're doing exactly the opposite it's hey extend my contract there's no one else that could possibly do this you're trying to make it seem like the most work possible to compete it when all they have to do is make a determination that you're the only source that can possibly accomplish this for them whatever you do don't compete it if they are going to compete it, and you're the incumbent, then you're just shaping the competition so that they can award to you anyway.
1: All that being said, if you're if you're not the incumbent and someone else has the contract, you're trying to motivate, motivate the government to compete it, because if somebody else is doing it, the odds of them sole sourcing it to you are pretty low. <laughs> right. So what more likely to happen is they're going to compete it. So you're pushing to get them to compete it and that's, again that's the whole essence of shaping. Is you want to shape it so that you're in the best position to 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 win it next time. Yeah.
0: Going back to that human thing, government folks may have that that personal incentive to try to get it to sole source because it makes it easier and it, and it it can be quicker to to award that way. Whether whether you're on the inside track as the as the incumbent or the the sole source or in the outside track trying to get them to compete it. You got to remember that you're dealing with those, those human emotions, not just a strict far-based decision. I did it again, not decision, determination. (laughs) Before I make that mistake again, I think I've determined
1: that it's time to wrap this one up. On the government side, make sure that the customer of the three deciders, the user, the one that, that has the need, make sure that the customer understands the implications of each of these tracks. If we go sole source, here's what's gonna happen. Here are the things we'll have to do that we wouldn't have to do otherwise. If we compete it, here are the things we have to do. Here are the, the evaluation criteria. There's a whole It's a whole different path. Because we can't just decide to award sole source. It, it, it's funny how I even said that. You know, which way am I gonna go with this? Well, it's not a matter of I'm going this way, I'm determining which way applies. And that is a different mindset.
0: Industry folks, you have a chance to shape the contracting officer's determination you have to do that as early as possible because once they're on the track, it's starting over to chain to, to jump to the other train track. The government may not have a complete understanding of all the factors that should be considered before they make this determination. Industry, it's your job to make sure that they do have an understanding. And of course, you're going to make sure that they have an understanding that's that's in your favor. <laughs> From your perspective. Right. The facts get, uh, might get a little fuzzy depending on uh, just, I'm sure they're facts, but it's only the facts you want them to
1: understand for you. And and that's why it's called a determination. Yeah. (laughs) Because you use the facts that you have and make a determination based on them.
0: All right, Kevin, with that, I'll talk to you later.
1: All right, I'll see you, Paul.
0: Thanks for joining us for another Contracting Officer Podcast. If you need help understanding how the government can buy from you, how the government decides to compete or not, and and what they do after they make that determination, Skyway's team of former contracting officers is here to help. Give us a call at 877-884-5280 or visit skywayacq.com to learn more. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.